Hello, Couch Co-opers, Couch Potatoes, and Couch Codependents. This is the Couch Co-op Show, the greatest video game and beer podcast in the world. I'm Ian. I got Jared, Nick, Dave, and John with me this evening. Hey, boys. No Aaron. Hosting again. No Aaron. <laughs> no six-pack tonight. No. Uh, anyway. You can find us on all the social media platforms at Couch Co-op Shows. All one word, no hyphen. You can find our podcast on all major platforms. If you want to watch us, head over to Spotify or YouTube.com slash Milkman Pictures. Lastly, we stream our show live every Sunday night at 9 p.m. like we are right now on Twitch.tv slash The Couch Co-op Show. If you ever wanted to drop in and chat and be a part of the show, this is an easy way to do that. You can just talk in the chat. And uh, we have uh, Dude Studios. And we have Hand of Malice in the chat right now, or we did. Hey I don't guys. know if they're still paying attention. But uh, they were in there. And uh, yeah, so uh, tonight we are talking about Hi-Fi Rush. We are going to talk about our top three favorite video game levels, missions, or quests. But first, Nick DeWin, what beer are we drinking? Give me the kokanee. Give me that glacial water, baby. Kokanee. Well, I'm not allowed to have a drink tonight, so I've got something very close to kokanee, which what? is uh, the finest oh. Beaverton water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Dave is sick. Dave, making a pot. Or either that or he's just talking shit no, about coconut. No, I, I, actually, <laughs> I, I actually can't, but I, I had a glass of water in front of me, so I thought that, you know. Yeah, it, that works. I remember Kokanee being the canoe beer, so. Well, here we go. Let's uh, pop the tap. Enjoy. This is a Canadian import, but I believe it isn't made here these days. I don't know. Yeah, back in the day, it used to be an import, but I'm I think popping right now. According to the label, Snap. I think uh, things have changed. Yeah, I. But we'll I talk got, about that later. Yeah. yeah, I even have a can of it as well as a bottle. <laughs> oh, a tall boy, maybe. Yep. Oh, yeah. delicious! That's yeah, wonderful. It comes in tall boys. <sighs> yeah, it's just a simple Canadian piss water beer. Hey, it looks just like beer. Hmm. Hooray, <sighs> beer. Delicious. That is a pixel perfect beer on the beer cam. They didn't there. have kokanee yeah. in uh, like Vegas, John. <laughs> no, they do not. What? what? That is weird. That is weird. Okay. It's uh, well, actually, yeah, that is probably kind of weird considering. <laughs> anyway, we'll 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 get into the weeds on that one a little bit later. All right. So uh, you know, to stay relevant, and what's always popular is talking about games that are of the moment. And thankfully, one of us beat a game that is of the moment, developed by the the game company behind Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo. They shadow Tango dropped. Works. They shadow dropped a game called Hi-Fi Rush, and one of us here has played it and had beaten it. Jared, tell us about Hi-Fi Rush. So, as everybody said, it's a musical rhythm fighting kind of action battle game on the same kind of terms as like a Devil May Cry style of battle system. Uh, lots of upgradable talents and uh, extra skills with additional people to help you to add to your skill set. We can switch in between those characters uh, for many different reasons. I don't want to really get into. 
Um, but yeah, it's high combos, so you really got to work on that. And you you can. The cool thing is, it, it's not like most music games that punish you for not being good at rhythm. It just benefits you to be good at keeping the rhythm, uh, tapping the buttons at the exact time of the beat, half beats, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, so it's very fast-paced, fun, really, really easy to get into. Uh, even even doing like the counters is fun because each enemy has a certain sound that plays to the beat right before the attack happens. So you just have to listen for that kind of stuff, like auditory tones and, uh, of course, graphical tones. Everything is really projected out there for you. So it's really astounding how well the gameplay works for this title. Um, its graphic style is just well so well done. So well done. It's like uh, one of the top-end cartoons these days that's made with like CG, but you can't really tell it's made with CG cartoon. It's so beautiful. There wasn't any like weird glitching like you see from a lot of animated games with that kind of the cell cell shading style look where there's weird jagged edges and just weird clipping and stuff like that. It's just like everything worked so well. All the environments are super animated to the beat. I mean, there there's some levels that have like cool clockwork gears and stuff like that, and they're all just turning and moving around to the beat, and it's just super rad. It's very 90s, early thousands music because it has real music in it. Uh, so about the mu- I, I have a question about the music. So, like, is it its own music you're playing against to, and then when the bosses come, it's a real song, like a a, a commercial song? License? License? Yeah, song? yeah. In most cases, uh, not all bosses have licensed music, but um, most of them do. And I don't, I don't really know if the music really sits in a boss fight to make a statement or anything like that it's just a really cool song to play a boss fight to so it's you don't think like they weren't the, like really picked yeah. like oh hey this would fit this boss yeah yeah i don't i don't think that's the case i think the music is just picked because they thought the songs were awesome mm-hmm. and they are but yeah again they don't have any specific lyrical tones that really fit the tone of the boss fight or the level or anything like that not that i caught maybe i missed something but i don't i don't think that's the case i really don't but uh, it was really enjoyable playing like whole levels set to songs that you know and things like that so how's the how's the regular music then that's not the licensed music is it yeah yeah i mean it's super catchy They, they don't have lyrics very often it's just you know some beats mostly Really, what did really you good play it, on? So it has a really good theme. Hmm? What did you play it on? I played it with Game Pass on my Xbox Series S. Yeah, they shadow it's dropped on it on Game as Pass. Well. So if you have Game Pass on PC, uh, I would strongly urge you to play it, Dave. You should try Game Pass on PC. And it sounds like the kind game. of game I would enjoy. I yeah, mean, it's I've always enjoyed those fun. kind of rhythm games. On your PC, Dave, you just go to you know game, Xbox Game Pass for a dollar. You can get it for a month. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not so, even, in, game, in, oh, what, John? Is this game very reminiscent of Jet Set Radio? The art style, I'd say. I, I only played a little bit of Jet Set, personally, but uh, Jet Set's about speed and tagging and stuff like that. So really, the only comparison you could make is the art style. And uh, the best comparison would be 
it has a very good art direction where at Jet Set Radio, everything just looked like it fit in that world. Uh, this game has the same kind of mood and tone. Mm. Uh, it's not, I mean, Jet Set's kind of, well, from my memory, is animated kind of art style, but not, yeah, 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 but not quite to this degree. I'm talking like this game looks like mm. you're playing a cartoon. The, the cutscenes are amazing. Uh, it actually looks like you're watching an animated movie of types, but it really fits into the graphics of the game. It doesn't even really look like it cuts or anything like that. It's just like, oh, wow, okay. And the voice acting is some of the best out there. It's so good. Like, it, There's nothing that I can say negative about this game. It just really astounded me. It's so it's, fun. It was hard to put down. On the topic of the voice acting, because like when you watched that initial trailer uh, when they revealed the game, and it was that very kind of high-energy, kind of comical, self-referential, jokey stuff that Forspoken has been getting a lot of shit for. Uh, uh, yeah, just kind of talk a little bit more. Like, you didn't find it, like, goofy and, like, too much? I didn't find it goofy and too much. I mean, yeah, it's, it's goofy, and the main character's kind of a dummy, but it really just kind of leans into that. Like, yeah, he's kind of dumb, and the characters that are along with him they they take a while to get used to him and they all form this really great bond it's a really really great game based around like bonding and i mean this this guy wants to be a rock star you know but he doesn't even know how to play the guitar he just ha- likes the whole uh atmosphere of like the rock star moments and he has like little dreams there's even like a tutorial level where he's on the stage and being like a rock star and he's just it doesn't know how to play it's it's so funny and stupid you know there's a lot of really dumb jokes in it that you just kind of giggle at and uh you, you just let it go because it's what the game is you don't go into it like looking for a serious uh story or anything like that but the story all turns out really really great it's so well done all even all the boss characters are really well written uh it's just I don't know what else to say about the game. It's like is it, it hit is on it, all notes for me. Is it a is there a difficult set difficulty setting or is it just like kind of a single difficulty or like it what has is, difficulty settings? Yeah, yeah. I, I played it on easy. I do most most games these days because I I want to beat a game. I don't want to struggle against a game. Uh, even then, I still died a few times. You know, there there's some challenges even for just being on easy because. Uh, it takes a while to get used to dodging, countering, and stuff like that. But once you understand the sounds and, you know, because uh, everything's happening all around you all at once, but you, you just listen for those audio cues and uh, yeah. you eventually get past that. There's been a lot of hype for the game. And with it's being shadow dropped, everyone was kind of over the moon with it. Um, but some people have been saying, like, this is this is a potential game of the year. Yeah. Where, is, where is that for you? Where do you kind of, like, gauge this game? It's up there, yeah. That's one of the best games I've played this year. Cool. I, I, I haven't played a ton of them, but yeah, it's it's on the top of my list right now. And how long did it take you to get through it? About? My tracker says like 20-some hours, but I don't, I don't think it took that long. I swear it was wrong. It's mm. only supposed to take like 13 hours to get through the game, um, which the game does have some end game stuff, which I started playing... But I'm I'm like completely against timers in games now. It's like challenge rooms and stuff like that, which have timers, and I just like nope, I'm out. Mm. Yep, you're like nah, I'm not feeling. Yeah, it. I, I don't I don't want to rinse and repeat a lot. You know, I'm I'm not into that right now. That's not the type of game style I want. 
and uh, the main game doesn't have timers and junk like that that stress you out and just keep pushing you to rinse and repeat. You know, it's it's not like that. It's just after you beat the game, you have the choice to go in, and each level has a special door that you have to find. And uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't like time trials and challenges like that. If it wasn't for Game Pass, do you? The, oh, sorry. Did you play the Artful Escape, Jared? On no. uh, that's also well, it used to be on Game Pass. I don't know if it's on there anymore. I did not. Uh, that's another game. It was a side scroller where you play a rock star. It was another music influence game. But if it's still on Game Pass, or if it comes on Game Pass, I'd recommend that game for you. Yeah, I remember watching a trailer for it. It looked really interesting. So, would you play it again? Would you well, play it through again? Like, well, before we get to that, I wanted yeah. to ask the more, the bigger, like, if it wasn't for Game Pass, do you think you would have checked this game out so early? Would you have checked it out at all? Uh, I I was super interested in that trailer. Yeah, I think so. Eventually, maybe not on launch, like I did, but you know, like most most games that I'm uncertain about, I I usually wait for a deal. But this this game, I'm really glad I jumped in that first week, and I. Again, I couldn't stop playing it. This is why Game Pass is so hot. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I, I use it a lot. Cool. I don't have any more questions. Anyone else? All With the thumbs right up? Saying all the thumbs up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all my thumbs up, even my toes. <laughs> yeah. Four, four toe thumbs, thumbs and toes up, yeah. Yep. Let's Let's go. I think everybody should at least try the game. Uh, if if this if the beginning doesn't catch them, I don't know if it will. Uh, I mean, there's great additional characters. The bosses are awesome. Like all their personalities, all the visual, everything is just so amazing. But uh, again, uh, like you guys know, I'm a huge fan of animation, like movies and animes and stuff like that. And this this really really st- stood out as something very special to me. It's kind of funny, too, because, like, you know, Tango Gameworks is known for, I mean, horror games, like Evil yeah, Within I've, 1 and 2 and Ghostwire I, Tokyo. I Evil Within 1. I've, worked, I've played quite a bit of Evil Within 2. I and, haven't played Ghostwire Tokyo yet. I, I have, have access to it. I should play it. It's funny, though, like, to think that the, this is, like, their high, like, this is, like, their most popular, like, potentially their most, you know, popular game at this point. How much yeah. do you think that is just because it shadow dropped it's like oh hey this we were working on this here you guys go play it <laughs> i yeah, feel like that like, is Ooh. <laughs> but even then like it was shadow shadow dropped for a reason like oh, everybody right. that played it in the studio everybody that played it at xbox is like whoa <laughs> this is something amazing we gotta hold this we gotta do something really cool with this they they were just like oh i hope people like this right this is something they knew was gonna knock people's socks off and they shadow dropped it and that that was definitely their mic drop. That was such an awesome, awesome reveal. Because I heard one of the guys, one of the executives is leaving. Uh, I forget which one. But tang- just, in Tango? Yeah, one of the higher-ups. One hmm. of the director of arts or something. Anyway, um, no, it's just super cool that like they did all these horror games and then this one other kind of just offshoot. It almost feels like, it, like the red-headed stepchild that they allowed to be made and then everyone seemed to really like it. Now they're going to have to like kind of pivot. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> yeah. It'll be like... interesting to see what that studio turns into. I mean, they, I'm, of course they have their horror game heart, you know, and 
a game company that's that big that i mean they have to have tons of employees and when when a certain department's not working on something they've got to be tinkering and it's cool that this project was greenlit you know it's it's really cool when companies get to use options oh right or you just give a a smaller team like hey we need you guys to you know go make Mm -hmm. something and then they come up with something that's fucking awesome it's just like it gives you hope in like video games that like mm-hmm. these companies are still willing to give chances you know you don't have yeah. to make evil yeah. within three you know it could be something yeah. totally different big budget sequel number gajillion right, right. yeah it's let's nice go. to see original stuff but uh all right jared where do you think this game has done differently compared to other rhythm games you've played because you anytime a rhythm game not all rhythm games but you seem to kind of like rhythm games as a genre so what do you think has made this is it more of a complete package of things or do you think they've just done it better compared to other rhythm games so i haven't played a lot of rhythm type games that are attack based most of them are like music based and the biggest part about this one that makes it better than most music games is that you can mess up. You can mess mm. up and it's not going to make you fail. It's just going to make a boss fight take a little bit longer, you know? And that that's where, like, rock bands and dance games and any of those that require specific rhythm, you're going to fail if you don't do a good job. Your music is going to sound like shit if you don't do a good job. Or even like Metal Hellsinger, which is also a music rhythm game, its music track only completely unlocks if you're really on it. And yeah, if you fail, perfect. you just get the bass line. And as you do better in that game, you slowly unlock more layers. And not until you get the top tier where you're doing the best do you get the vocal track and then you can lose that right away. So you're missing out on a lot of stuff. And this game doesn't do that. It just gives you an incentive to do better with the beat because it gives you bonus attack power and combos and stuff like that. That is my answer, John. (laughs) Take that, (laughs) put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thanks for that uh, review of Hi-Fi Rush, Jared. Uh, you can play it now on Game Pass, or you can get it on uh, Steam, I believe. Um, yeah, it's on it's on PC. PC. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what stores, but yeah, Steam or Epic is probably Microsoft. one of those. Um, but yeah, cool. Go check it out. Um, now, let's get back to the Kokanee. I finished my beer. Jared's been talking too much, so he hasn't finished his, but I'm sure he can sum up this beer. I imagine Nick is drinking another one. Oh, another three? three of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have a question. What is so different about oh my God. Canadian lager than anything else? Is Glacial it just the water? water, Jared. So it's just the water. Yeah, that's what I it's figured. It's very polite. Yeah. <laughs> Probably would have been uh, a different time because uh, if, well, Sorry, John and Dave, but uh, if you look at your bottle, um, yeah, tell me about it, Nick. Yeah, about where it. is it actually made? <laughs> uh, well, tell where, tell me about about it, and tell me where uh, it's made, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's made oh, in Las Vegas and shipped. I hear. Let me tell you, Kokanee well, is a well, beer brewed at the Columbia uh, Brewery. Oh, 
I was going to read all this shit about it. Let me read about this first. Kokanee is well, a beer brewed at the Columbia Brewery in Creston, British Columbia. Columbia Brewery began brewing Kokanee Lager in 1959 and was purchased by the Labatt Brewing Company in 1974. Currently, Labatt Brewing is now part of the new company, at the, the new company, Anheuser-Busch InBev Sand slash MV, which is trading as Bud on the New York Stock Exchange. So it's Bud. It's basically just Canadian Budweiser. Yeah, except now it's uh, produced by Kokanee, St. Louis, Missouri. If you look at the label, <laughs> Kokanee, St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> still, still good lager. I mean, it, it tastes good. Yeah, it's, it's not bad um, at all. But I swear, uh, it probably tasted better back in the day when it actually probably came from Creston, BC, versus uh, um, St. Louis. Yeah, mighty Mississippi Water. River. The Columbia Brewery yeah. also brews Kokanee Gold with a fuller body and 5.3 percent alcohol yeah. content. Oh man, uh, Nick, why uh, did you suggest uh, the Gold Lager? Because that might actually be. I don't think that's ever been available in the <laughs> states. Never, that no, that's, be a, a, that's Canadian, a Canadian only. Yeah, that that probably never made its way down past Exclusive. the border. because we're not yeah. that rich. <laughs> There's also a Kokanee <laughs> Light and a Kootenai True Ale. Uh, I, I mean, Kootenanny. Kootenanny. Now we're getting too. I think it's Kootenay. Yeah. I think it's Kootenay. Kootenay. Yeah, yeah Kootenay. So, Jared, you weren't at Morgan when that whole thing came down. No, you were actually. I I was, uh, but only a few months after it happened is when I left. So yeah, okay. I, I was there. That was back in 2006 when that started happening. I find it a, a fascinating mm-hmm. that they still produce this and Labatt Blue together, Canadian beers. Uh, like, choose one, and I would choose this one over Labatt. Labatt's a little harsher. It's a little, that's a little rougher yeah. beer. It's a little well, rougher Coke beer. Always been kind of, I mean, it's always been kind of a regional brand. Is that what it is? Um, yeah, because, I mean, it was only available. I mean, I mean, when it was produced out of Creston, it was... Only something that you could probably only get like maybe in like BC, Alberta. Um, I, don't, I don't know how far east it went in Canada, but it was also just kind of like an Oregon, Idaho, Washington thing. Um, I, I mean, outside of that, I don't know how far. I mean, clearly, it even even now that it's made in St. Louis, it still hasn't made its way out to Las Vegas. Um, so or, the beer is named after the Kokanee Glacier in the Kootenays region in the Creston, in which Creston is situated. So there's an actual mm-hmm. glacier called Co- <coughs> Kokanee. It has yeah, a I wonder yet? if it's still there, yeah. And supposedly <laughs> they ship yeah, well, the glacier Kokanee Glacier water to St. Missouri St. Louis, Missouri. So it's clearly not the same water. And that's probably the difference, actually. Hundred percent probably the difference in the taste. I bet yeah. you a million bucks that's the difference yep. in the taste. Because, mm. like, I agree, it is not the same that it used to be. When, yeah, this tastes almost. It tastes fine. It's just not. No, no, it's, I'm not hating on it. It's but it just it has this kind of a fluoride water taste. 
Yeah, it, it, it tastes like my cavities are going away. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, like Ten Barrel or Hot Valley. It tastes like all those no, beers. It just, it, it just tastes a little more Pelican messy. Brewery. It's got you know, it's got that fluoride taste. And it, it used to have a bit more of a unique flavor to it back in the day. And no, I don't even think unique. I just think a little crisper and a little. It's got. Yeah. It's like Labatt. It's, this tastes like Labatt Light. I ha- well, I haven't had Labatt in years, so no, I, I just recently had it. Say. So. Yeah, well, I can't wait till we do that beer, and then I'll know for sure. Why but. do? You, why? I mean, what's the difference really at this point? Um, I but, guess, but, but uh, you know, uh, no, still, still fine, still like it, it's still, still like. There's like, uh, like I don't know if you guys have it on your. Well, I guess I'm only asking two other people at this point, but I mean, is there like a little bit of a sweetness on the aftertaste on it? Kind of like a kind of like something you'd get off maybe like a Budweiser or something like maybe, maybe some like of that Beechwood made it into this batch yeah like, like well Beechwood maybe or like kind of like a corn or rice sweetness aftertaste to it I feel like it used to have that more yeah. than it does now mm. I feel like it was a little bit sweeter cleaner crisper beer now it's a little yeah. a little danker now my my experience with Kokani is very limited. Oh, I used to drink it all the time. Yeah, I, I had it probably more so back in the day when I probably shouldn't have. But, why, but why shouldn't you have had? Because I may not have been twenty-one at the time. Oh, that's a long time ago. The yeah, last time I drank Kokani was when I was fifteen years old. Yeah, <laughs> it was... grasshopper. <laughs> It was the night JPK came into being. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You were there, Nick? <laughs> Does that make me my stepmom? I, I was everywhere. Nick uh, is father. I think I have the, <laughs> you, you know, if, if Nick's the father, I have the photo of conception. You know, it was at Jared's apartment. <laughs> it was a late night. We were on the couch together. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> Couch co-op took on a different meaning that night. Yeah. <laughs> optional. Yeah, optional or the co-op part. Uh, inceptional. Yeah. Yeah. 69-year-old. Conceptional. Couch conceptional. Oh my god. We got to we got to like that's a new that's we got to figure out a new uh segment for the show. <laughs> no we don't. No. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we want to? What do you? What? Do, what are your final thoughts, Jared? It, it's pretty all right. Uh, I don't know if if I'm going for a logger, I I wouldn't say no, but it's not what I'm going to reach for. Right. I, Nick, I'd give it a sideways thumb. Nick. It's like I'm going to go sideways. I mean, it's the okayest yeah, Canadian it's pretty, logger. Pretty all right, but. <laughs> It's also it's pretty also all right. It's it's a it's, it's a it's boot. Pretty, all right, okay, eh? it's, yeah. it's the best yeah, the Canadian vlogger okay. you've but, got in your room right now. I've still never had Molson's. Um, yeah, I've never had Molson. Anyway, go ahead, Jared. Nick, finish. Uh, uh, I'll circle back to Molson here in a minute, but um, it. I mean, I'm giving it a sideways thumb. But I, I would give it a little bit more because it's one of those beers that uh, it's I should probably buy more, even in its uh, diminished taste versus mm. what it used to be. 
Um, but I bet it you can get it. I bet you can, that I bet you can get it in like uh, British Columbia at that brewery. I bet they brew maybe. a version, and it probably tastes way different. It might yeah. also be worth looking out. I don't maybe. know if the, the tall boys might be brewed still, or you know, they may only do the bottles. Yeah, that's possible. You know, bottles in St. Louis. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. that, that that happens. Well, I mean, that was the thing. It was like, I, I think the brewery in Creston, BC was also kind of like, um, it was kind of unique. I mean, back before uh, AB InBev, because I think it was also uh, served as Labatt's uh, Western brewery as well to where uh, they, or maybe not brewery, but well, maybe just they bottled like the Western portion of their stuff there and. I don't know what that has to do with kokanee, but sorry. Just... <laughs> so, so you're, Anywho, what are you giving it? You're yeah. giving a. I'm still, I'm still giving it a sideways thumb, but okay. it, it's sideways that should probably be more like that. Well, I'll, I'll cover you. Yeah. I'll cover you, Nick. I mean, I have loved this beer for a long time, and I do feel like it has had a slight. I've always been a very proponent of this beer. I've had Labats. I've never had Molson's. Um, is Moose Lager from Canada? Moosehead? Yes, Moose, it is. Moosehead. Yeah. Uh, Moosehead's pretty good. Yes. Um, but I've always had a fondness for Kokanee. Kokanee's kind of a nostalgic beer because my on my stepdad's side, is his father would always get it. So with Henry Weinhardt's and Kokanee, that was always around. Uh, um, so I'm, I love the beer. I think it's in a beer, you know, if it's sometimes if I see it, if I'm just in that mood for cheap beer and I see it, I will grab it. Um, so I'm always going to buy it. Um, and then just to offset for Nick, I do agree that its taste is weird, a little more, not the same as it used to be. But to offset, I was going to give, you know, I would also give the, you know, the, the kind of this. But to offset, I'll give it the thumbs up. Because I love the brand. I love the name. You know, salmon, kokanee, yeah, uh, fishing. It's a fun word to say. <laughs> it's yeah. a great, yeah. it's a great and beer name. So, I like their logo, their label, it. isn't it? Glossy blue. I also blue feel blue. like I know Dave's not drinking it tonight, but I'm sure Dave would probably give it a sideways thumb, at least middling. That yeah. you know, I feel like I don't want to like shit. I don't. I, this is not a beer I want to shit on, hundred percent. So uh, no, my memories no, would definitely was, not be it. Thumbs right. down, probably right. not a solid thumbs up. And either. I just remembered a memory of a of a bar that I used to go to, um, Corner Saloon. They used to have dollar beer night. They used to do like the three major beers, and Kokanee would be their nice. their four beers that they would have that they would have on dollar beer. It was always Kokanee that was something I drink, and it definitely didn't taste like this, but yeah. just yeah. Cool. Just well, there we go. Throw that out there, but... uh, that's two out of three ch- chubs up for Kokanee. Uh, Nick to win. Um, what game are you pairing this Canadian classic with? <sighs> well, this was really, really tough because there isn't really a game that's kind of centered around Creston, BC. <laughs> I mean, video games as a whole... Canada, you have Alpha Flight, you have Wolverine. Like... There's so many Canada stuff. <laughs> yeah, those are those are 
comic books, not video games. But there's but... video games with those characters. Yeah, but I mean. All right, fine. I have a video game I'd pair it with. <laughs> I it'd have to be SSX or SSX oh, tricky SSX. when you're going down that glacier. Yeah, you could do steep. Yeah. I mean, I guess snowboarding. Yeah. What are some okay, of those good? Well. What are those, some of those? Oh, was, he he uh, has uh, one. He has one. He's just like he's just playing I coy. He's playing. He's playing Canadian uh, coy, eh? <laughs> yeah. So this is what it's a boot. Um, this is what it's a boot. <laughs> So, uh, NHL 2020. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, sorry. So, there's also a kokanee salmon or sockeye salmon. Anyway, they're not represented in the game, but there's other fish in the game. Uh, and I think Dave and I, Dave, Jared, and I, we were talking about this game uh, on kind of an after show for a while after Ian bailed on us. But uh, Odell Lake, Odell Lake, yeah. If you go, you, I mean, you have to break out an old ass computer to play this game. But uh, <laughs> is it not on that uh, website? Oh, oh yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, is it on the video website? game so, archive. Yeah, yeah, it's a 1986 game. Um, I remember playing that. Yeah. Oh no, I just played it. <laughs> it's where you just it's, fish. Well, no, it's where you act like a fish. Where it's oh no, like, I have played oh, that one. Oh, not that the one. Pitch, What's the one you fish on the? the uh... oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's like what eats what kind of game. Yeah, it's like mm. kind of what eats what. No, um, and like whether you try to run away or if you can eat something and then oh yeah. shit, it turns out to be a fisherman and you're fucked. Are you the little fish or the big fish, basically? Do you get eaten yeah. or do you need to run away? That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Odell Lake. Two chubs yeah. up. Odell Lake. Yes, and, that, and it's great that you call it a chub because, uh, yes, chub is, is the smallest fish in that game. Well, uh, <laughs> for trivia questions in the future, oh, the only reason yeah. we call it chubs now is because Nick brought us old chub. Yeah, old chub. And I thought chubs was better than thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's your chubby. Good stuff. All right. Yes. Uh, this is the moment where we would do Aaron's Mobile Minute. Oh, but there's no Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. So but this then, is the time where I'm going to go get another beer. But then we also don't have to say goodbye to Aaron. But, yes, if you need a beer, get a beer. Oh, is this a is this a liquor break too? This is a little bit Aaron, of a break. If you, if you need a break, yeah. Oh, if you need a water break, you wet your whistle. Go ahead and run through the questions you would have asked, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, where are you? That's my question. <laughs> Aaron, how are you? Aaron, are you in the trunk of a car? <laughs> Aaron, blink twice for help. <laughs> yeah, is someone forcing you to talk off camera? <laughs> So you you decided to do dry February, huh, Dave? Yeah. <sighs> Man. Yeah. How are the AA meetings? Uh, fun. <laughs> how, how how long are you gonna stay on the wagon? I don't know. Hmm. So this is like serious then. Yep. Oh boy. <clears throat> yeah, that's all right. Well, I guess we got you got to start picking some NA beers then. Yeah, that's fine. There's, we could one, totally do that. 
the the beer distributor near me when I've gone in, they have a fridge and they have free samples of like uh, soda waters and stuff in there, and they always have like one or two NA beers that they're carrying as free samples. So I've had a couple from there that were pretty good. There was only one that actually, like, if you didn't know that it had no alcohol in it, you would actually think it was a beer, though. The rest of them always have kind of a little weird flavor. Yeah. Not bad, but it's just a different different flavor. The best one I've had is the Black Butte from Deschutes. That was pretty good, yeah. I think I had that. Yeah, that was end. good. I think uh, all day Nick says the same Poly Girls really NA is really good, and I because I love, like... I mean, the Heineken one's okay. Uh, I really want to try the St. Pauli Girl one. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you kind of, like, gravitate. If you're going to have to drink an NA beer, you kind of want to gravitate to the beer you're kind of, like, fondness for. So, like, my kind of... My yeah, lagers of that. So, like, I really... The Heineken one I can get away with for a couple beers, and then I'm like, ugh. But the St. Pauli Girl one, he says, is pretty good. So, I want to try that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just waiting for Nick and his. I guess we're waiting for. He's gone on the beer run to Canada. I guess I don't know where. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he. Had, I thought he brought all his beer up beforehand. And that man need that man needs a little beer fridge in that office, doesn't he? Yeah. Right. He needs. Kind one of, of Ian these. Style. Yeah, I would. I would like a mini fridge. Someday out in the Keep garage. Keep an eye out on Craigslist. Maybe you can find a free one. Yeah, I mean, mine was free. Wow, Jared, you got a lot scalier. Oh, <laughs> uh, Garris. Yeah. Uh, have you started uh, Mass Effect 2 yet, Ian? I wasn't going to start it till March, so. Uh, I'm nine hours in, oh. almost ten maybe. Still getting the band together, and I haven't, I haven't done the loyalty missions yet. I'm sure once I, yeah. yeah, see, I'm like, oh, shit, I probably should get into it. But like, I feel like March, I'll play through the entire thing in March, and then we'll record yeah. in April at some point. So just, I know. would, I would like to play that game again some someday. Maybe, maybe do it I now. On that, do it yeah, now. do it I know, now. I know. Jump in on I mean, the I've combo. been through that game four or five times, so, so I'm like, I. I, I it's don't still know. so good. It is, yeah, I'm sure. Just and the, the intro was like none other. It's always, so, there's I've always room for, for more. I don't know, did you, Jerry? Did you listen to our episode? I did. I loved it. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's fun just not be a part of it, too. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's fun <laughs> yeah, just to I, listen. I don't know. Yeah, it was a fun listen. Um, I like those. I like these kind of masterpiece theaters. So like once the Lord of, or Lord of the Rings, once the Mass Effect stuff is done, it'll be kind of cool Like take ideas and see. We make Ian play Halo. No, I've <laughs> played Halo. I didn't like it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to talk about that. I still I want to eventually play the fourth and fifth Halo and Infinite, whatever. I played Infinite, too. I, I haven't played... Yeah, I haven't even played that. It was all right. It was, it was a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems like that's the <laughs> whole that idea behind review. it. <laughs> shiny review. I mean, they're all kind of games, aren't they? All right. Uh, hey, guys. We're still here. We're still we're we're you know we're taking we're on the back nine and uh, we're gonna do this kind of cool thing. I wanted to do this top three of uh, what's your favorite you know like single level or single mission or single quest in a video game, and obviously you know a single mission can also be a, a quest and a level depending on the game. You know you could like it could be you know it it could be the same thing. So 
That's why I, I'm breaking the rules. Right. It's no breaking the rules. Like, oh, it's the whole level, you know, like mm-hmm. Mario 1 3 is the mission. It is the level. You know what I mean? So, whatever. Yeah, anyway, our top three, and though I thought it was a kind of a cool thing, we've never really done like kind of breaking games apart in that way before. So, anyway, I hope you guys didn't have any issues with this. This is pretty easy, right? No, yeah. it wasn't not for I me. went with some quick ones <laughs> on the top of my head. <laughs> Oh, quick ones. Jared did not doing the deep thoughts. All right. All well, right. I mean, the, the the ones that usually are the, at the top of your head are some of your favorites, right? Right, right, right. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's what I find. It's like yeah. I sit there yeah. and think about I, 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 I'm, I'm guessing that we have some of the same, too. I'm, I imagine. I, I decided not to put on the ones I thought you guys would probably. Oh, have. really? I, I, I decided to put that on anyway because it is that good. And I actually rewatched yeah. some YouTube episodes just be and i was like watching this like being like oh my god anyway uh so because i'm hosting you know jared you get to go first what is your number three top top three number one number three uh level mission side quest quest the very first time you are playing castlevania symphony of the night and you get the item to get to the inverted castle and you realize you've really just started the game. I've never. So the inverted castle in Castlevania symphony of the night is uh, still something that stands out because that game was already huge. Like that map was massive. It took a long time to get through it and eventually I beat it, but you know, that's not the real ending. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep playing this game. I love so what makes game. it stand so I went out through it again and again. Uh, well, because it is literally just the whole gigantic map of that castle flipped over with different <laughs> enemies and different challenges, different puzzles. You have to really use all your skills to get around it. And uh, eventually that's how you get the final uh, real ending and all that stuff. And just the, the whole idea of just flipping the map and it worked is a really, really great thing. It It just showed how... Uh, why one of the many reasons people still love that game is just so huge and so wonderful. I mean, it just gave you a reason to keep listening to the music in the game because you know it's what? like some of the best game music. In you the- know what's funny about that game is like now because I've only played it through a certain part, but now that you yeah. say this, like like envisioning that game, if you were to flip a level, it makes sense that the level is then playable upside down. Yeah. Easily. They, they yeah. must have thought about that way early on. <laughs> I would assume as much, yeah. I mean, when when you beat the game and you only have, you know, 70, 80% or actually less than that of completion, and you're like, huh? Mm. <laughs> and cool. then you, you figure out, to, I think it was like goggles or some type of glasses to look at something in a very specific way. Uh, and then you destroyed, I think it was death in a very certain way there's like orbs floating around him you have to destroy those or it's been so long but once you do that the Mm -hmm. castle inverts because the spell is broken or whatever and it's it's super rad cool all right yeah there you go symphony of the night inverted level inverted world thing inverted castle inverted castle nick dewin what's your number three and i'm sorry that you had such a hard time with this no it was hard just because it was a Pouring through the memories, uh, like I, I, 
sometimes I have an issue with like trying to pick favorites and stuff like that. Too much and, good stuff. There is. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's it's kind of hard to rank some of this stuff, but uh um as far as number three goes, uh this this will be kind of a fun little crossover to uh Yusuf Hatlani uh and his uh charity stream over the weekend. Um and which we I'm donated like of... forty some dollars to Couch Co op. Nice. Yes. Woohoo. Um and Good this is us. kinda of where I break the rules because it's not gonna be a level, but it's gonna be a zone. It's gonna be the Starlight Zone and Sonic the Hedgehog. There you uh, go. The it when I reached this when I first played it, it it I mean it was awesome because it was fun because it was uh it was like one of the things that they first featured on the the commercial for Sonic the Hedgehog. It was and it uh and it also it was uh I don't know how to put this, but it um just being able to like kind of speed through some of the levels like i i mean you kind of got a taste of it in some of the earlier levels but uh, i mean just like like the whole selling point of sonic the hedgehog was kind of like how fast like he moves around and stuff like that and it kind of became kind of a focal point later on with the whole blast processing uh it it is it was just like the whole zone was a lot of fun and then when i finally got to Dr. Robotnik, it was just a bit of a letdown because it was just more of a, like, oh, well, I'm kind of done with this. Zone boss fight. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a lot of fun just kind of getting to that point because it was a lot of fun, like, it just just kind of essentially showing, uh, like, it was almost like uh, the commercial proving you, like, hey, this is a great game, uh, and this is what the game has to offer as you're, you know, Flitting, flying around, and basically what Sonic is supposed to be. Uh, sorry, I had more so organized. Thoughts in earlier. in my experience, that that is one of the faster levels in the game, and the yes, lead up to that is you being you. completely disappointed because every time you hit a booster or a bouncer, you run into something. There's a wall. You stop right away. You maybe get to go around one loop de Oh shit, there's a bounce pad to send you the wrong way. Or oh yeah, and- something fell away. You know, you don't really get to go fast until that level where there's yeah. really long well, stretches. Whole zone. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that because yes. that's kind of in in my uh, opinion. I, mean, I, was take, I was taking the scenic route to get to that point, but uh yes, yeah. that's uh essentially my what I was trying to say. And and almost in a way, it kind of like sets the stage because I mean, there's like if you play Sonic Two, there's other levels that are kind of like that. But I mean, I mean, it was it was just not. And also, I want to throw a quick shout out to the music. The music is great for that level yeah. too. It's also iconic on its own level. But mm-hmm. um, it, it it it's always been like a favorite of mine to even go back and play. Like, like even, uh, like, I can't remember if it's like on the ROM that you can kind of let level select or if you can actually do it when you actually beat the game. But There's probably a debug go, menu you can find. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there was a debug menu or something. Yeah. 
Probably. can't remember. It, I mean, shit, this game came out in 1991, so it's like <laughs> yeah. 30 plus years old. There you so, go. I mean, cool. Anyway, going back, it, it's Sonic. a lot of fun. It's pro- it's a favorite level of, or yeah. a favorite zone of mine. There you go. Say. I like it. Dave, what's your number three favorite level quest? That's kind of funny because I was actually going to, like one of the first ones that came up in my mind was the first Sonic game, but it's been so long since I've played it. I couldn't remember particularly particularly which level but uh the other one that came up in the same vein was that just that first world of uh, super mario world where you yeah. run through and you know you get the mushroom and you're like wow i get big and then you know just trying to get through and the, and i think it has a, something similar to the sonic game with in in the way it has like flow i you play it and again and again and i was just a thinking about the whole topic in general it's like some of your favorite levels i was thinking about a lot of the early games i played because they didn't have save states you had to play the levels again and Mm. again so like yeah sometimes they the levels did become your favorite but by the same token sometimes they became your nemesis or you're like i hate this level yeah, yeah, you got you played through the same levels over and over. Because I played through that, le- that, that first were. level of Super Mario, and it's just like it's just great, cool. So it's you're like, you're talking Super Mario Brothers from the NES? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I said yeah. Will. Well, no, I, I mean, Super I mean, Mario Brothers, all yeah. the Mario's. Yeah, similar. That yeah, that that, 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 that it, world it, that it, level is crazy. Just in its tutorial aspect without it having yes. to t- tutorialize yeah. the level at all like it teaches you everything you need to learn about the game yes without telling it's, you how to d- yeah. play the game it's yeah. so much fun it's, uh, yeah it, and, and yeah. it's fun it it's doesn't feel like you're learning it's just and then you always try and get the flag as high as you can at the end of it oh yeah <laughs> it's like this or just if you're not trying to that. jump over it in some levels yes but yeah uh, that too but yeah that, that that's just one level that uh, one level of a game i mean it's just such a statement and it's also like yeah. everyone knows it yes iconic. everyone knows it and that music i mean as well you know <laughs> it's iconic in its own right yeah it's really is a defining it's game right. of a generation and it's a defining level like you know i do you go back and you play that game you still think you know you remember all the levels, but you, that first one's there's just something about it that's just kind of almost perfect. <laughs> cool. All right, John, what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Gaul Spaceport from Shadows of the Empire on the N sixty four. Tell me I about it. I, I don't know. I never played that. So it's a pretty much a midway level through the Shadows of the Empire. You're following Bubble of Fett. This is still this is uh, Star Wars, the franchise you don't yes. like. Okay, just want to yes, clarify this, that the <laughs> franchise. This is before Disney bought it and ruined it. By the way, um, so pretty much uh, you're playing uh, as another bounty hunter, similar to Han Solo, and you're following Bubble of Fett because at this point Han has been trans uh, transformed into carbonite. So you're hunting Boba Fett to get to Han. So you follow him to Gaul Spaceport. <clears throat> and it's essentially you have to land in the canyon nearby because it's an Imperial uh, spaceport. And then you make your way through the spaceport with the boss at the end of the level being Boba Fett himself. Um, so the level is fun because it's kind of a mix of different elements of the game uh, that you've gone through the 
thus far, platforming, shooting, et cetera, et cetera. But then you get the jetpack, like probably a quarter of the way through the level. And then you get to play around with this jetpack, which has a new gameplay feature to the game as well. And then, uh, so you're, you're dealing with a new verticality that the game hadn't really shown before. Um, and the game is still janky. I mean, I played it recently, uh, because your character is on tank controls, but it's still, that was always pretty much my go-to level. Whenever I would just load the game up, I, I would just play golf spaceport over and over again. (laughs) And even though the Boba Fett boss is lame because it's a two part boss battle, you play Boba Fett. And then once you knock him down, then he hops into his spaceship, the Slave 2, and then you have to fight a spaceship. Um, so, and his spaceship was just, it was just a hard boss to beat because pretty much you would have to save all your powerful weapons for the end of the level just to fight him. And this is on Nintendo 64? Oh, yeah, with the oh, expansion yeah. pack. Man, was, I can only I imagine how awful first... this is to play with that controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is, I think, uh, Shadows of the Empire was one of the first games to have the expansion pack, which would, um, it would say enhance the graphics, but I think essentially it would just be, it just gave more power to the system itself. Cool. All right. Uh, I've never heard or I know nothing about that game. Any Jared? None of you guys have played that. No. no oh man, no, I, 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 I played, played a couple it. of Star Wars games on the N sixty four, but that that wasn't it. Yeah, we didn't like it till Disney bought it. So uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, my number three. Um, I'm gonna pick Into the Abyss. Do you guys know what that is? I no. Don't the the recall, level is called the level is called Into the Abyss. I I think I. Once you say the game, I think I know what it'll be. It's uh, Titanfall well, yeah, Two. Because it's already it's Titanfall Two. Ooh. It's the level where he goes. You go down with Two B into the manufacturing level of the world, and oh, you okay. uh, you have to leave Two B for a moment. Uh, so I rewatched this whole video on YouTube about it. He broke it down brilliantly, and it's kind of a level where uh, your relationship with Two B kind of becomes kind of builds a bit because then you have to leave to because he gets captured and you have to get back to him. And so, you, and your character runs through this fucking, the craziest level in the, in my opinion, I, the time travel level is awesome, but I think this level where they're fucking manufacturing shit and it changes and you get to kind of go yeah. wherever you want to go in the level to, uh, it's kind of kind of open the way it is. It's like unique in like that a way. Big factory. That's this awesome. is big factory. All over, moving uh, and changing, yeah. and that's it's just cool. it's like this really big kind of relationship building uh, level between you and BT, and then it's cool the way it's designed. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, it was almost on my list. It's like a it's such a standout for a game that I think is one of the greatest first person shooters. Probably my favorite. I love Wolfenstein, and that sh- but like I feel like Titanfall Two is one of the greatest single-player campaign first-person shooters of all time, and uh, I just wanted to show it some love because I really love that level. I love a lot of levels in that game, actually, but I think ultimately that was one of the funnest, and uh, I just had a really good time with it. So that's my number three: Into the Abyss, Titanfall Two. Jared, nice number two. 
the next one that popped right into my head is the very first time I bumped into one of the running music levels in Rayman Legends oh, called boy. Castle Rock. It's a take on uh, uh, Black Betty. And, oh, Black uh, Betty, yeah. 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 But uh, they don't use any of the lyrics. It's all the beat, and you're running to it. Explosions are happening. The shit's happening all over the place. And I've seen Jared play this level, like, multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. And that's that's only the first of many in that game. I mean, that's not even the best one, but that that's the greatest memory because I had no idea the game had that kind of stuff in it. And I start the level, and it starts playing this song. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Like I, it, The fun level of it, just uh, it's hard to top. And uh, later in the game, after you get really far, there's uh, kind of a eight bit version of it that uh, mm. eventually ends up like being super crazy pixelated in like a tube TV kind of a look. Uh, some some of the music levels even go up to maybe 32 different screens, and you have to follow one of them. And I mean, it, it does such weird transitions; it'll flip upside down, uh, and all kinds of stuff. It's super super fun and uh it's very very memorable the only man that did you platinum that game i did yeah took you a lifetime a long long time (laughs) long long time cool rayman legends uh nick number two so this is where my memory is gonna fail me a lot but um... i hate that I know, but um, <laughs> Left for uh, and this is also where I get to cheat a little bit. But um, Left for Dead Two at uh, Dark Carnival, like just a oh, whole bit. nice. Um, but unfortunately, it's just it. Go ahead. What, no, you oh, never Jer- played it. I've never, you played... never played Left for Dead. Uh, I played Left for Dead Two, I think, with Jared, but I don't think I ever played the first one. Oh okay. Well, no, this is from Left 4 Dead too. Oh yeah, but I don't know yeah, if I I, like I don't know if I played that either. It's I been mean, a while. Oh well, it, it's basically. I mean, you're you're in a a, a theme park. Yes, yeah, a carnival slash theme park. Uh, and and it's and unfortunately, it's it's been years since I played this game, but it it's. That whole level is just kind of, it's like the most memorable part of Left 4 Dead 2 to me. Uh, and not to mention it's a lot of fun because you find like clown zombies that if you melee hit them, you have like a little squeak honk. Which, but I, I don't know. It's just, I, I wish I had more to add to this, but it, I mean. You need, I, I back, you, need, you need to get back. You need to get back into PC gaming. I think Left 4 Dead 2 is free to play on Steam. Well, it, sure, maybe free to play, but I mean, I've had it for years. But um, yeah, but you could play with me on Steam. We could play oh, together. Okay. You could, you well, could, I you mean, could, you could sherpa me through the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. well, maybe I will. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it was just a lot of fun with like the little, int- int- just all it's a lot of the stuff of that the... they threw inside and. More thematic levels. JPK is going to save this for me. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) That's what he uh, does. Yes, but uh, I mean, I also struggle because there is also another 
another great uh, campaign, uh, The Passing, which it, it was kind of fun because you got to throw like both uh, the, the original characters from the first Left 4 Dead and you got the uh, Left 4 Dead 2 characters together. But unfortunately, I just don't remember anything much beyond <laughs> that. But That's cool. Um, Left 4 Dead 2. No, I, I mean, Dark Carnival, it was a lot of fun. I mean, there was, was that just... DLC or is that like a main... No, 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 it was, the, was, it was a main game. campaign. Okay. Dark well, Carnival the, sounds uh, like a DLC, you know? Left 4 Dead 2, no, the it, Dark it, Carnival. The ending was like this rock show that you had to yeah, put yeah. on that had like oh. pyro effects. Mm-hmm. And you it know, was, like, I have another this, question like, aging, then. Like Ace of Spades kind of band. No, because the Dark Carnival yeah. is, uh, that's the Insane Clown Posse. They that's yep. their thing. They go to the dark oh, carnival. Yeah, and you know God. what? I, I wanted Thanks. to throw an ice well, cube in there somewhere. But... Well, I the Hall of Illusions visit yeah. yours. Yeah. What is a juggalo? Yo, that's what it is. <laughs> we'll fuck if I anyway. <laughs> anyway, hey, you know, I, no I, mean, I mean, there's like uh, what are magnets on this podcast? I love but, me I mean, some not ICP. Even, not even that, but I mean, there's like other juggalos. rides that you have to like agav- <laughs> You have to activate other there's rides that will like triggers. Yeah, there's a tunnel of love, but see I mean, that's totally like, that's ICP. I think they have a song called Tunnel of Love. <laughs> but you I, think I think I think it's like a metaphor for your it's... butthole, but I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I would love to play Left for Dead Two again. That'd be fun. No, no, no. It's a lovely yeah, game. It's back for Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah Back for Blood is Back for Blood is Left for Dead Three. Anyway, no, good choice. Left for Dead anyway. Two, Dark Carnival. Thank you, Nick. I know. I'm sorry. I, I wish no, it's a good choice. Hey, no, no, I, no. None of these are no, wrong. No. None, what? No, I'm great. sorry. I just, I just wish I had more to, to say about offer it. To, I got it. Yeah, it's just, it's. It's okay. It's you don't have to. You can just played, say Dark Carnival. So. Fucking badass. Memories Next. are hard to tap into. <laughs> yeah. Dave, yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it, it, it means more when you have more of a personal touch. Does it? it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, think I this one's memorable of, for old ICP all Juggalo. Everyone's going to remember this one. laughing his ass off right now. <laughs> no, it, it's just so like... In his clown day, makeup. Just, I remember, Dude, like, Tony Death being, is a like, Juggalo, man. Yeah. Tony Death is it's, a fucking Juggalo. <laughs> so it, it was like Left 4 Dead 2 was like... Uh, it, it was kind of a transition thing for me too where I like, had like an older PC... To where I like built a new PC, and it was just kind of nice. really nice to, uh, like, like the older PC could still run the game, but it was just there was a uh, certain things that wouldn't happen, like certain sounds that I wouldn't hear. And then when I built the new PC, it was just kind of like a whole new experience for me. Um, and just and at the time I was like playing with like a bunch of people from uh, my old Counter Strike clan too. That just it's there's still kind of a little bit of an emotional thing to it too. Yeah. But at the same point, it's just like I don't remember a lot of the little. In, it's okay. Like a lot of the specifics about it, but it. it I mean, it's still. It's I remember the whole, but not the specifics. If that makes any sense. Hundred percent, buddy. Okay, I had Thank great you. I had a great time with Left 4 Dead with Jared. That's mm-hmm. a whole story in itself. We yeah, won't go any, into that. Any co-op moment. I mean, there's a lot of co-op moments. Yeah. That that could be another episode of a podcast. Yeah, we should. We should probably favorite do co-op favorite co-op moments. Just yeah. like the, that, none of us could actually re, really replicate. 
you know? Yeah. The yeah. memories fade over time, but the feeling remains. Indeed. Yes, of course. Dave, what's your number two? I was going to say uh, the final boss battle against GLaDOS in Portal. Oh, okay. There you go. I played oh, wow. that over yeah. and over. I did that and very I, recently. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And part of the reason I played it over and over is just for the theme song at the end. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, I love that theme song. It's so it's good. Just, it's just fun. I love, I love how it's kind of rifting on the 2001 Space Odyssey as you kind of nuke the cores off her and she kind of starts losing function because <laughs> yeah, each core is a different emotion right? yeah yeah and and if you see him 2001 he's like slowly his brain's going yeah 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 it's I, like, need, I still removed... need to watch that i've never watched it oh man what? yeah it's, it's right down my alley but i've never watched it yeah. i mean yeah, i don't know if it's down your alley but yeah yeah it, yes it's super yeah, slow and boring the memory calls and the, I, like, i've only <laughs> It's I've just seen great. the movie, but the first time I saw the movie is probably like four or five years ago. So, oh, very recent. Uh, yeah, it, I just, yeah. but I love, it's, a, it's a good watch. I love the, I love, I love how mean she is and how like how you're taking the bits away from her, <laughs> the nerve gas and and then the timer as well. That get, adds kind of a little bit of a fun element after you figure out how to beat her the first time you're like okay can i do it faster yeah yeah how quick yeah how quickly can i get it but that because that game that is just... actually so short yes yeah it's not super long. i mean that game's got a lot that it, it's this it's just such a good character yeah oh 100 percent even is. better, she's also awesome in the sequel. I mean, yeah, the sequel. yeah. oh yeah, and the sequel exactly. fight is also really awesome. Yeah, yeah, popping her to the moon. Yep. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. How old is that game? <laughs> it doesn't quite have the song though. No, it doesn't yeah. have the song. It's that yeah, one's they, more. They had to have realized there was no way to top that. Yeah, so they didn't. They yeah, didn't. So no. they just didn't have a special. Song. But they then they. But the sequel does the comedy so well throughout. Yes, it, that that game is just a next level yeah, comedy. Yeah, the first one, yeah, good, good comedy. But the second yeah, if one, you is haven't like, played it. Play both yeah. of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but great, yeah. Great, no, the the final game. battle is pretty great, and then the yeah, song, that, that, uh, yeah, that's one that stuck out to me just because it's like spoiler: the yeah. cake is a lie. Yes, yeah. the cake is always a lie. Good choice. Good choice. Yes. Too. All right, <laughs> JPK. Number two. Uh, uh, following my father's footsteps, uh, it's Titanfall 2, The Fold, the time which travel? is the last level. Oh, the last Oh, the last level's good, too, because he's throwing <laughs> yeah. you all the time. Yeah, so the last level, uh, spoiler. Kind but of the last a- level, well, the last level's kind of an chasing, asshole level, but yeah. <laughs> you're chasing after the essentially the final boss in the game, and so you're... On these spaceships, starships like that are train. racing through a uh, jungle level, mm. and pretty much you're hopping from like spaceship to spaceship, yeah, hopping, being and thrown. just fighting some some bat baddies, and then uh, BT just will just like just softball toss you from <laughs> ship to ship. Um, so it's not just so much the gameplay because at this point. The gameplay, like, and this is not to knock the game itself, but it is repetitive. You know, you go through, you fight the, you know, you have a litany 
of weaponry at your disposal. So you're just shooting guys, but it's just the, the spectacle that you're, it's a race against the clock, even though there's no clock, but you feel pressured. You're like, we got to get this done now as fast as possible. We're speeding through this jungle at high speeds. We're leaping from ship to ship, blasting everyone. And then, okay, we got to, we got to, leap to the next one and then bt's there with you jumping from ship to ship and then softball tossing you or from ship to ship as well um so there's a fast pace and then there's a boss battle that's challenging at the end and it's just a very fast paced level and uh the spectacle is great um it's just a lot of the vistas are very impressive. I mean, the game has very. It's impressive- nonstop too. It's like there's no like breathers yes. in this level. It's like it's like go go yes. go go go. Like some of the other levels, you kind of kind of you can kind of chill out. This one is just like it's constantly on you, and you have to like just yes. go. Another game I'd yeah. love to and play I, through and again. I, yeah, I want to play through it again too. I rewatching yeah, this guy's might, YouTube videos. I was just like, I should probably just yeah, we probably yeah. should masterpiece it. That yeah. might be a good playthrough. Because I think we all enjoyed it, and it was. Yeah. I think we all oh, have 100%. it. one hundred percent. All right, so, so I'm sorry, John. Go keep going, but no. And then the you know the final boss boss battle is fine, but it, because I I say that because at this point you know the right. mechanics of the game, right. you know how BT works, and so it's just. You're just going through the paces with that final boss battle. Is just I think all the boss battles the... are kind of like that. Like they're kind of like if there's a weak would... point in the bo- in the game, yes. it's the because the the levels are the spectacle and they're so awesome and epic. And then you get to the boss battles and they're kind of a thing, and you kind of just know how they are. It's probably more in the beginning of the game. Right. The boss battles are more exciting because you're right. still trying to they... figure out the mechanics. Right, hundred percent. And then towards the end. Especially since the game is fostering this relationship between you and your mech. So towards the end of the game, you get to the final boss battle and the pace kind of slows down a bit because the game doesn't give you a timer of how fast you need to beat the boss. It's just like, oh, you know this is the final boss. Just beat him and and you're done with the Apex Predators. Right. which is crazy so too, because then it, you have this whole game that's about Apex Legends and yes, the yes. the whole lore within that is interesting too. But no, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. But that's my number two. Good choice, good choice. Uh, I mean, I love Titanfall too. I mean, I think that game, man. I don't know how many dicks I have to suck to get a sequel out of that game, but probably never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, sad. <laughs> yeah, screw Battlefield. Let's bring uh, let's bring more Titanfall. Right. Anyway, all right. Uh, My number two, you probably I'll I'll name the level name again. You guys probably know it though. Uh, I I remember this is like the early days of Discord. We had Discord at this point, and I just remember like mentioning it. It It's like, oh, every oh my god, this is like this this level blew me away. Everyone needs to play this game. It's fucking awesome. This is so just crazy. Blah blah blah. This blah 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 that. It's uh, the ashtray maze. Yeah. From Control. Oh, yeah. That one's Take Control! I mean, this is... So when you go down and you get the headset from... What's his fuck's... Janitor's... Whatever his name is. And you go to the ashtray maze and you play the tape. And then the ashtray maze opens up. And then this level is just this kind of like... 
kind of like Titanfall 2 with the making of the level. This level is just constantly changing as you're moving through it. Yeah. And it then holds. it's just got this fucking metal take control. Yeah. And it's just like this, it's just pushing you through this level. And I was just like playing it like, what the fuck is this? This is so fucking awesome! Yeah, it's just the molding Ooh. and development of the level as what? you progress. I mean, the whole video... Cool. I mean, Control is an awesome video game to begin with. It's mm -hmm. cool. The battle yeah. system is fun. It's awesome. But then to, like, kind of, like... Not even the final ep mission. I mean, this, there's, there's missions after that. But, like, just to kind of culminate in this kind of, like, what the fuck? Uh, just, like, I mean... I just remember being like, what the fuck is this? This is so cool. And I just had like kept turning up the volume because it's just like. Yeah, just, I played through it a couple of times. I wasn't sad when it died. Oh, oh, it's just <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I was just, and it's, you know, it's not, I don't know if it's difficult. I don't think it's a difficult thing. It's just the fact that it's just kind of constantly kind of changing and fucking with you. And I don't know. I really enjoyed that level. I thought it was like super cool and that whole game is awesome i mean but uh that as a as a level i thought that was super cool and i really appreciate it and that's one of my favorite and i was i've played through it like three or four times it's super cool anyway that's my ashtray maze yeah, control yeah, great one i almost added that jared number one and the second time this game has been mentioned oh so it's the moment where you think you're just about done with the game and you're on a platform being guided towards the baking of the cake. <laughs> and, the, and you're on this platform yes. slowly declining into the fire. That's funny. In Portal. Very and cool. uh, you mm. learn there is no cake. They're just about to burn you alive. And you have to escape this place. That's cool. And it, it's just little... such a fantastic scene. The dialogue in it. Spoiler. I, I can't anything. Congrats yeah, on being the only game so far that's been mentioned twice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like levels. Portal, Portal is uh, an astounding game, and yeah, Portal, Portal Two. Yeah, we can all, always hold that high because a lot of people think Portal Two is the better of the two, which it's hard to judge because of the first experience, and yep. then Portal Two is amazing because the comedy, the co-op stuff. All that stuff, yeah. No, Portal but, One is uh, amazing. The the moment you know, there's you see all the art through the game on the walls. The cake is a lie, you know, stuff like that. And you're just like, huh, the cake, you know. There's cake being mentioned here and there. Yeah, here come, we'll we'll do your cake, you know. Yeah. And it ends up they're just trying to throw you in the oven, pretty much. And uh, it, it's such a cool scene. That's like not even that's like halfway through the game, you know. It's it's you know a lot of great dialogue and interesting puzzles after that it's such a such a wonderful wonderful game glados gla yeah, yes <sighs> yeah good choice Jerry. and i i just played through that in recent months again because uh, i i had a pc powerful enough to play it finally so i played it on pc originally i played it on ps3 and it would be really awesome if they'd release like one of those more modern versions of it for ps5 baby baby yeah, yeah. baby through the orange yeah. box on baby, modern baby, baby. half-life playable <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right nick to win what's your number my number one so we're gonna go to uh fallout new vegas for this one 
Uh, nice. We speak in foreign language. Oh, I guess maybe John's All played right. it. John will know. <laughs> maybe John knows. It's a little side quest called Come Fly With Me. Um, you... Uh, and and I, I have a little... And it, it's, it's a super memorable quest, but, I mean, I came away with it like some questions. Uh... Just because it's like when you do good, you kind of feel like you're doing bad. But 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 essentially, what you're doing is you're working to like there's a a sect of ghouls who think that they're gonna find kind of like a better life on the moon, and you eventually uh, help them to uh, build and propel a rocket to. Ship them off to the moon. Not just one rocket, three rockets. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, it's been a while take, since I've take uh... that, Nick. Yeah, take okay. that. I thought you were the <laughs> new biggest super fan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, continue. Um. Uh, continue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was going to let John take over, but no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a quirky, kind of Fallouty quest that it's just kind of fun to play. But at the same point, uh, even when I did it and I was trying to like retain kind of uh, good characteristics, it uh, it was kind of weird that like I would gain good karma and good standing with Novak. If uh, Novak being the town that's nearby, uh, actually, let me scale back on that. Uh, it kind of makes sense that they would like it if I got rid of the ghouls. But in any in any sense, um, it felt kind of weird to ship them off on their supposed mission, even though I felt like I was sending them to their death, and that I would get good karma and. The opposite would be if I didn't if I didn't allow them to do that I would gain like I'd kind of be vilified for it even though I'd kind of be saving them if that makes any sense. Um, it's it's kind of a weird quest. It's, it's a side quest, not kind of it's not integral to the actual uh, main storyline of the game, but it's just. Fun, kind of iconic. Well, maybe not iconic, but it's very. Uh, it, it, it's kind of one of those um, missions that it, it just kind of stands, stands out. Yes, thank you. It's. I mean, I was. Yeah, it stands out with the game itself. Uh, it, and there's even a fun little character inside the game of a human who thinks he's kind of turning into a ghoul. And the fun fact that the the voice actor that voice voices all the ghouls actually voices this character, even though he's not actually turning a ghoul. I mean, it's it's just kind of a fun quest to do and take part in. You don't actually have to do it, but I don't know. It's it's just it, it, it's almost kind of like a quintessential. What did uh, you enjoy so much about it? Just did it make you laugh? Just a cry. 
No, just the falloutiness of it. <laughs> just the falloutiness <laughs> of it. More yeah. than any Fallout game, you were just like, yeah. "Oh, this is so Fallout." Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I didn't have to do it. It wasn't integral to like the main mission of it, but I mean, I, I mean, it kind of helps. Uh, How many times have you uh, played that mission? A couple of times. A couple of times. Like I've only done two playthroughs of New, New Vegas, believe oh, okay. it or not. Uh, you do uh, get an achievement for beating that quest in New Vegas. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's integral for the but, platinum. Yeah, you, I mean, it's... if you don't mind me jumping on the, if you jumping on your, go ahead. Uh, so you do the quest. It is somewhat integral because when you come to Novak, you're looking for information for the platinum chip, and the main security guy, uh, one of the snipers, says, "Well, if you do this quest for us." We can give you information well, for this platinum chip. If you don't mind me it, jumping on really quick, it, Nick. It, well, uh, on, John, does your does your fiance know that you're this much of a nerd? No. <laughs> Go but ahead, it, Nick. It, Carry on. <laughs> but I, I think you're talking about if you talk to Manny Vargas, right? Yes. Uh, see, I. I never initially in- initiated this uh, this mission that way. Uh, mine was oh, more really? talking. Yeah, because there's uh, there's another person who is like like the way I triggered the mission was uh, because of the invisible. Um, uh, they're not quite super mutants, but the the nightkin. Uh, there was okay. a there was a, a like kind of like a farmer type person. Kind of like on the edge. If you walked up to uh, the Repcon, Mount Charleston. And... Oh, huh? Mount Charleston, the Repcon Center, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there was okay, there, okay. There was kind of a farmer or rancher or something who was complaining about something that was coming down, something coming down, wearing stealth boys or whatever that was kind of slaughtering some things. And oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, that that's kind of how I triggered the mission. I, di- I didn't get it from Manny oh, wow. Vargas. Okay. So, I mean, there's there was kind of like two or three ways to trigger the mission, but, I mean, that's how I did it, is he wanted me to uh, find out what was going on, and so I kind of, like, waited. The and... Pit Boys podcast, everything you wanted to know about every yeah. Fallout game ever. In... <laughs> well, yeah. If anything, it just shows that New Vegas... Uh... There's different ways to trigger quests. So it's interesting that Nick got his quest by talking to a farmer in Novak, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I was, I, got I was supposed to sit here and the wait. Vanilla version. Mm-hmm. I think so there's they potential. really wanted you to do the quest is uh, a lot of different quest givers, maybe. Well, no. I mean, it was just, it's still a side quest, but yeah, I mean. But- but still, that that quest seems pretty interesting, and uh, it really. Uh, well, Obsidian has always cared. Lines. Obsidian has always been care. Here's the thing: Obsidian cares more about role playing than Bethesda ever has. So Obsidian is gonna do that kind of shit. That's why they do their shit in like outer, uh, outer, outer worlds. worlds. Outer worlds. Yeah, that shit's way more role playing. I mean, Bethesda just kind of does these kind of. simple, but like. You know, Obsidian wants to do these kind of bigger things. And I think now that Obsidian and Bethesda are both at Microsoft, you're probably going to get a sequel to Fallout. 
I think I think a hundred percent you will get a Fallout New Vegas sequel. But and I don't know if I want that. Well, uh, we're getting the Outer really? Worlds two first. Yeah, we are getting yeah, Outer Worlds already for been two first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Which is a great game, but anyway. Anything else you want to say about the level in quest, Nick? Or can no, we move I think on? pretty much JPK and I have pretty much covered it. Yeah, you guys don't. You get, I mean, if you I guys mean, if you guys want to go suck some cocks some more quest. in a closet, go ahead. Uh, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get some Cazadors in there, and yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. everybody will be happy. Uh, it won't be a closet. It will be a vault. That, yeah. that was such a difficulty spike bullshit. I hate. Oh it, my though. god, look at these guys already. Yeah. Dave, what is your number one level? mission or quest in a video game uh i think i've talked about it on the show before but on the xbox 360 the death from above level on modern warfare oh, classic a yeah. classic you 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 love that movie just mission. something about how it takes it's like it's like it's real life a bit, it's a bit of variety from the game but it, it feels also, real though yeah it feels real there's also the fact that you're not actually you yourself are not actually in any danger in that level. You're like you're trying to protect the guys on the ground, which kind of makes it for a, a different level for the rest of the game, where you know you're in you're in danger. Right, of you can off. kill them all though. And then yeah, you, you can, can kill them fail. all. <laughs> but I I, do, I just lo- and I love the fact that you know you've got the big Gatling gun and then you've got the heavier guns that take longer to reload. But it's just it's just such a fun level to play and the last I've time Call of Duty was relevant yeah pretty much that was when Bush was president wasn't it yeah <laughs> that's I how long so. ago that was that's been a minute yeah yeah minute. so but yeah that 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 level just always always sticks with me it's been referenced in movies it's been referenced it's just yeah. it's like a no pop culture even when i played it for the first time i was like oh this is cool this is different yeah and it's such it's such a cool level that's like totally different to the rest of the game really you know but it fits with the rest of the game that's the weird 100 the weird thing it like totally fits in the game but by the same token it's it doesn't take you out of the game but it's a totally different game and it's a super it's a super op level too it's it's yeah. super One of the OP. really interesting parts about it is like the call outs. So like they all just sound like natural call outs over the radio. And they're talking yep. and you can hear yeah. your who you can hear who you usually play as yep. down there. And then you and can it's not he- overacted. It's just no, like it's just like, more it's just the same shit. Yeah. Normally here. Just dudes talking like, hey, there's some people there. Take them out. And they've yeah, never I, been to they've never been able to eliminated. reenact that. Recreate no, they've that. never yeah. really had as good a level as that. It's a well-designed yeah, really level good. as well. Just well, the whole like, game is actually pretty well. Res- I mean, for yeah, a Call of Duty game, one. I mean, you know, we talk about. I mean, Titanfall may might be superior, but like in its continuity, that Call of Duty game is pretty. Yeah, you play through those levels again, and the re- they are memorable levels. Yeah, but I I couldn't imagine a whole game based around that. Just having no, that, that one. Oh segment no! Yeah, was no, perfect. you wouldn't. Primo. Yeah. But it's a it's a perfect like separation like oh hey they must be let's try let's give them something else they're probably tired of this let's kind give them like something a new palate cleanser yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. It's also early in the game it wasn't even midway it's is like it early? the third is it early? or fourth yeah. level in the game I feel it's like it's middle early. it's Isn't early middle? in the game oh, maybe I don't feel it's like cool. it's that early it's cool though this it's, it's very nothing. cool 
there's nothing uh, that I can think of, you know. And like I say, the the other thing I like about it though is you're you're in natural no danger. You're just kind of protecting. Mm-hmm. You well, know, you're in guy. danger if you fuck up and you fail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's different to the rest of the game where you've got a health bar and it's you that. Right. You know, right. 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 So. Cool. Call of Duty. Yeah. What is that? Do you remember what that level's called? Did you pull the level name? Death from Above. Death from Above. There yeah. you go. Death from Above. All right, Johnny. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is Dead Man's Party from The Witcher 3 DLC Hearts of Stone. Oh, wow. I what never a choice. DLC. Good choice. What a choice. Man. So, Hearts of Stone. Uh, essentially, Geralt get, gets mixed in with this demon who <laughs> wants him to pretty much uh, capture Ofgir von Eric's soul, which is owed to the devil. But through a loophole, Ofgir has managed to escape the devil's deal. Um, and so through the p- course of the main DLC quest you get, uh, what is it called? Possessed by Ulfgear's brother's dead, by Ulfgear's dead brother's soul to attend a party because essentially his last dying wish is, I just want to be a man again. And so by, uh, so you attend this party with Shawnee, who is like this medic that Geralt Geralt knew from before, from years past and it's a change of pace in terms of the witcher's gameplay because instead of having to be a demon hunter one Geralt is possessed by another being so it's not even Geralt who is playing the playing the mission it's this dead brother's soul and then two all it is is there's no combat all it is is just talking and interacting and like mini games so it's just a very change of pace in terms of the witcher 3 uh you get to interact and and romance shawnee if you want to who is another female interest of Geralt, and she's different from yennefer and um the redhead i forgot her name um tris so tris so it's different from yennefer and tris it's uh and it's just a great change of pace, and it shows Geralt in a more humorous, humorous role because because Ulfgear's brother is very outgoing versus Geralt is not. So it's just a great change of pace, change of gameplay, um, and it's just a nice. It's a more comedic side of Geralt that you're not able to see through the vanilla. Witcher 3 gameplay. That's cool, man. I didn't think you were a big... I didn't know you were a big Witcher fan. You must have played oh, yeah. Witcher uh, on the Xbox, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, no, I played Witcher 3 on uh, PlayStation 4 when okay. it first came out. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, that's awesome. No, uh, 100% agree. I love The Witcher. It's such a it's such a great game. I have I really should play through the DLC. I you think I never... bought the Ultimate Edition for like seven bucks. Oh, like, go can for you it. get it, you the... can probably get the PS5 version. It, yeah, right? it has a PS5 upgrade for free. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. All, all the Witcher DLC, Witcher Three <laughs> DLC at least, is almost better. I, I don't than know the about the upgrade, game. but it's always cheap. It, they yeah, their yeah. Game of the Year edition is always cheap and always on sale. It seems like people have said that the DLC is the best part of the game, and the really the game's really the story is really good. I, I'm not a huge fan of the gameplay, but I love the game. The story bits and all that stuff. I don't like the game. Yeah, I think the gameplay, especially for the harder difficulties, it is yeah. one of the most fairest, hardest difficulties that I've ever played. I like mm. it more than Dragon Age. Mm. Gameplay wise. Yeah. Anyway. I probably cool. just suck at it. <laughs> <laughs> I just played it on normal. I actually played that game. I think I just played that on normal. I played it on the easiest difficulty possible. And okay. still felt like I was terrible at it. I was doing something wrong. All right. I, I don't like when I feel like that about games. When I'm on the easiest and I'm still doing terrible. I must be missing something completely. Hmm. All right. Let's wrap it up with my number one. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one? Let me yeah. let me let me say the name of this level and then and then if you can't figure it out. Vanquish Bayonetta. Act four, Twin Sons. Metal Gear. Yeah, Jared's right. Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> uh, Act 4, Twin Sons, a.k.a. a.k.a. also known Nick as Wade. Return to Shadow Moses. Yeah. This is my favorite level because you hop on a helicopter and then you fall asleep and then it puts you in PS1 version of the game and you're dreaming about and you play right. the first yeah. kind of first part of the Shadow Moses yeah. level from PlayStation like the PlayStation mm-hmm. 1 version of the game so as you almost put just that first level from <laughs> yeah. so you're kind of you're kind actually. of playing it you're kind of playing it and then he wakes up in the helicopter and he has like uh depending it depends but like he wakes up yeah. and he has like a uh, uh solid snake <laughs> PlayStation One face, and then he wakes up and it's gone, and then but then just <laughs> that so whole good. level going through it, mm-hmm. getting Rex, and then Rex fighting uh fucking uh, Ray, all of that. I mean, as you a meta- control Rex, don't you? Yeah, you play as Rex, and you yeah. yeah. So you go through the level, you find Rex, you get in Rex, you yeah. find a way to start up Rex, and then Rex, mm-hmm. you come out, and then Rex fights Ray from Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. It's just fucking like it's all of it coming it's like all of my th- all of the toys coming together. And uh I, I just, just I really see love a hind, a hind D or a Rex behind <laughs> you someday. I just love all of that. As a, me- a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is all of my favorite things coming together." And it's just you know, it's kind of like all the Marvel shit, or all this, you know, mm-hmm. any all that shit coming together. It's just like, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And, Good choice. Uh, I knew you were gonna throw some Metal Gear on there somewhere. Uh, so that is my favorite. I love Metal Gear Solid. I know it's kind of. I would love to do. You know, we we talked about earlier. Uh, I don't know. I think Nick might have been away, but hey, Nick, if you don't have a copy, you can borrow my Titanfall disc. But we talked about Titanfall Two as a masterpiece. I would like to do. No, I have. Oh, you have it. My oh, PS4. you have it. Yeah. Well, I would oh, love okay. to play. We we would love to do that as a masterpiece. But I would also love at some point to do some Metal Gear Solid game as a masterpiece. Yeah. 
I think that I, would be I awesome. I wish they'd remaster the whole series. <sighs> yeah, right. But um, I mean, we can all well, play Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, it's funny because that that uh, <laughs> that whole thing you described. That's the worst I, one. I don't want to play the I worst one. I loved it. <laughs> I loved Wait, it too, but one? I don't. No, I love Metal Gear Solid Five, but as a story and as a Metal Gear Solid um, piece, it's like it's like one through four. One of those has what, to Nick? be. Anyway. Well, no, I was going to say my introduction was to to Metal Gear Solid was, I mean, that's the only one I played is four. Oh, okay. and, oh interesting. Uh, well, that's weird. And that level that that Ian described, I completely mm-hmm. remember. It was kind of fun that. Yeah. It kind but of you have to. But like, I guess you, if you don't know the context, like Metal Gear Solid One is all about. Well, I the, don't. Going there and doing uh, that, and like so, if you haven't been there and done that. That mission that that it seems kind of hollow. So as a lover of the game, uh, not necessarily. Okay, I mean, right. I if you know about it, I I didn't know about it, but I, I well, I didn't know a lot about it. But I mean, I knew it was kind of like an old series. So when that kind of popped up when I was playing Metal Gear Solid Four, I kind of knew it was a throwback, and it was enough to the point to where I could appreciate it. Gotcha. So I, I remember playing the demo to Metal, Metal Gear Solid over and over and over, and it was that Shadow Moses level over and over and over. And then the game finally came out, or it was already out, and I finally got it. Yeah. Cool. And then, yeah, it showed up in Metal Gear Solid 4, and I was like, yes, this is awesome. Well, speaking of that, I want to throw it, I want to throw some honorable mentions. And because Jared's talking about demos and stuff. This is uh, this is one of my honorable mentions. This was also a demo, but it's also the first playable level in Metal Gear Solid 2. So it's MGS2, it's the freighter level. Yeah. So it's like you sneak onto the freighter as a solid snake and you play through that level and that's the kind of the demo level. Ultimately, you don't know that eventually that's going to get shit fucked and you're not going to play a solid snake through the rest of Metal <laughs> yeah. Gear Solid 2. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh but I love I love I I will just when I'm feeling down and depressed, I will just play just that level over and over again. That's and, another hmm. demo I played a lot of. <laughs> yeah. And I play the full game, so I play yeah, but I, I played I, the game too. But uh yeah, that's one of my that's one of my favorite on uh, so I, that was actually that's actually one of my honorable mentions on here. So thanks for bringing up demos, Jared. Yeah, uh, well, I have another well, honorable, I, I, I have remember another that on- Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. That's what you got to play, you got to watch the Ice Cube's melt all <laughs> yeah. that stuff and it was all you and Solid Snake and then the game came out or you finally got the game oh, or whatever. Oh, and it had that surprise. Where is uh hold on a Oh, you're looking for the demo? I actually have it. Yeah. Mm. I have it. So a Zone of Enders 1. Yeah, Zone of the Enders. You pop it open and then boom! Yeah, baby. Yeah, there I it is. Shit out of the demo disc. <laughs> More than I played the Zone of the Enders. <laughs> I think that's like you. That's probably why you bought Zone of the Enders. <laughs> no, I never bought Zone of the Enders. That's, that's a bot oh, later. Okay. No. I bought Zone of the Enders so I could play Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> no, I. I... No, because I, I, so that's that's funny, Jerry, because that that's like that's kind of a cool perspective. So when I finally bought a PS2, Metal Gear Solid Two was already out. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's when my video game journey really began. Even though I've played all these retro games before, all the games, the Nintendos and the Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, 
but I was never really a gamer until I bought a PS2 and then I rented Metal Gear Solid 2. That's when I became yeah. a gamer. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> so and then I went yeah, back yeah. and got Zone of Enders because of Hideo Hideo Kojima. So yep. anyway, we're not that's not what we're talking about. Uh anyone else has honorable mentions about game levels or uh, balls of fury balls of fury south park, park the stick of truth oh <laughs> the sex <laughs> scene when your dad's balls are like across. that's a great level or canada in that game there's yeah, a lot canada of great levels in that game man a canadian lager i'm actually earlier. surprised not more of those levels actually came up because there's so much good <laughs> shit in that level yeah yeah, yeah that's that game, that's game. Perhaps All right. every piece, level uh, anyone else um, contender uh, the Sand Temple in Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. <sighs> I never made it because I couldn't give a shit about that game. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, I almost added the open world when you finally get to the open world of Ocarina of Time, like just mm. that open zone. That's one of the very first games where you could like leave somewhere and then look in the distance of the map. You're like, I can go to that volcano. Wow. You know, I almost added that because that that is monumental right there. Cool. Now you look back at it, it looks like shit. But uh, <laughs> back when it first came out, and most N64 games look like pure garbage. But back when it came out, it was like, oh my god, this is this is like games can never get this any better than this. This is amazing. <laughs> it's funny we say that every generation. <laughs> All right, anybody else? Anything else? Good. I was gonna say Wipeout XL or Wipeout twenty ninety seven, but right. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't actually just say any particular level. I just like that whole game. The or flow track, of track, I guess. Yeah. Even the tracks, it's like there's a couple that I really love on it. It's more about just the flow and the skirting and then when fire starter drops if you're on the right track and you it just drops when you're coming into that first turn, it's like boom. Cool. Uh, well, come on, this this wouldn't be a Couch Co-op podcast if we didn't mention the Vault of Glass. Oh, that's what I was going to do, yeah. Jared. That was going to be my final thing. <laughs> my final vault was going to be the Vault of Glass from Destiny because it's one of the most it's one of the most perfect things as a game. It's like a mission, it's a quest and a level. It's all yep. of those things and it's like we ran it so many times. Yeah, it was and, so and much fun. Personal jokes yeah. based right. around just that one. Well, I'm glad Jared's. Experience. I'm glad Jared got the memo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hundred percent. Uh, so many, so much, so many fun moments. Uh, we've talked about it endless loop at this point. So yeah, we we don't need yeah. to go any further into that. But it was. It's actually a really actually as a level. It's really well crafted. It's a lot of fun to play. It's yeah. a, all about teamwork. And uh, uh, as a video game, it's super fun. And I don't think Destiny will ever reach it. I don't think it'll, uh, it has to start. They have to start all over. Anyway, um, what's what what what's 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 what's, what's oh couch co optionals quickly, Jared? Do you have any couch co optionals? Uh, oh. I I like a YouTube channel I watch all the time called Carbot Animations. And okay. they do do a lot of just short animations based on experiences in like Elden Ring, Diablo, stuff like that. And it's just sh- very short, dumb, quick, and you're like, oh yeah, that's funny because you went through it. 
<laughs> and uh, it, it's funny. I would recommend that uh, to you, especially Ian. Or, right. uh, Diablo 3, he's been doing a lot of Diablo stuff. and uh, it, It's real funny. Uh, car bot animations, all one word. Cool. Nick to win. Couch Co optional. Well, I also had a YouTube guy that I would have recommended, but I can't find his name. So uh, I'm just going to say uh, Wu-Tang and American Saga. It's available. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Season three. I just started watching it tonight. So I'm up cool. to date. I love it. Oh, man, I love yeah. that show. That's why I keep telling. Yeah. I think we, you know, that's another thing. I was, oh man, Nick, you just reminded me now, and I totally fucked it up. I was gonna say we are the count, we are the, we are the Wu Tang Clan of the podcast, you know, the video game podcast area, you know, because like I was like, you know, anyway, yes, Wu Tang Clan, so good. Dave, Couch Co Optional. Oh, Clarkson's Farm. Clark's. Oh my God, so good. Season two, you guys said came better, yeah. better than the season first season. Good, though, so. First season is good, but this season is better. I, I can't. I, that's what I that's what I need to do tomorrow though is look up how how it went after the season. Oh, funny! <laughs> he gets into a big fight about planning permission and stuff. Well, he got <laughs> he got in some trouble with fucking running his mouth off in in the sun. Oh so yeah. So Amazon's like not sure they're going to resign him. Oh dang. <laughs> So. Yeah, he's talking right. shit. He's talking shit about the Queen and no, it was Meghan Markle, Markle and he doesn't like Meghan Markle, no. <laughs> but he apologized. Funny. Yeah, but we'll see. Anyway, John, what is your couch co optional? Uh, Miller Light, cool. Oh, okay. on HBO. <laughs> what is it? Sorry. Oh, that was really oh, good. What was my it? My wife watched that. She yes, it. Chernobyl a, on oh, HBO. Chernobyl. I just finished it tonight. That's a fun, dirty, dirty series. stuff. It's, it's very, yes. Do you like uplifting and television? I, and I, took a, I took a Soviet Union history class in college, and um, yeah, I, I Chernobyl did a great job of kind of showing the Soviet party system, and uh, I people who grew up in the Soviet Union are much tougher than any American. I mean, it's once you start diving into history and how much, how many uh, hardships and atrocities they had to go through. Um, Russian people are very tough. That's well, all I can say. Our government never would have done that to us. So, <laughs> Well, just like, just in that series, just like some of the people that they kind of threw. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But hey, the the director of Last of Us that he's the same guy. He he directed Chernobyl. Oh really? Who, yeah. The oh, guy who directed hilarious. Chernobyl is the guy who's oh, who's show running Last of Us. Tonight. So if you need oh, a connection wow. to video games, that's the same guy. So um, okay. There you go. Hell yeah. There you go. Yeah, that was a big deal. That's why this whole H. That's why the Last of Us HBO thing was. Be, being a big deal because it's like oh we got a real direct we got a real showrunner we got a real guy he knows the gritty so Ian what's what's your couch co-optional um I Nickel like Blight. I really like uh, the Aaron's Shri- Mumble Minute Aaron's yeah. Mumble, Aaron's Mumble Minute. Minute uh we didn't do it tonight so no um <laughs> I really like the shrinking on Apple TV plus with uh um J- uh what you said that twice did I already share it already? 
Yeah. We're yes. going to share it again because I don't think you guys are watching it. Harrison Ford and uh, what's the guy's name? Jason, Jason? Statham? J- no, not Statham. Jason something. Sudeikis? What? <laughs> Jason Sudeikis? Not Sudeikis. Statham. It's not even Jason. Is it even Jason? I don't know. Uh, it's a really good show. You should watch it. It's funny as fuck. If not, if you don't want that one, because uh, my son is uh, fucking reaming me hard in the ass for it, uh, the new season of Dry to Survive on Netflix is out, and also really fucking awesome. And if you don't give a shit about F1, you should watch this show, because it'll yep. make you give a shit about F1, because F1 is fun and exciting. Are you going to watch Full Swing? Because isn't that by the same people who did Drive to Survive? I watched the tennis one and I was not that interested. So That's watching the golf, the golf one, one yeah. I'm not going to. Probably. <laughs> I mean, these are uh, tennis and tennis and golf are sports that I'm not. I mean, I've the been interested in, pursuits. but F1 is is cutthroat. Oh yeah, they're so like. They're actually like really pissed off at each other, kind of sometimes. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually because you know what's funny? I've actually followed this last season in F1 because I've gotten so into F1. I followed this last season, so now I'm actually interested to see how Drive to Survive is going to frame this season. You know what yeah. I mean? That's yeah. I've only watched two episodes, but like framing the whole season, I'm just like. I've watched I've watched three or four now, and it's like man, say like some of this like the teams just inside the teams, not like with the other teams, just the fighting that goes on, and like even know. with Haas being better, yep, still not better. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up. We got to get out of here. Come on, this is a why are we approaching yeah. two hours? This could have been an. E- <laughs> Nick talking all the time about Fallout Vegas. God damn. Shout out, Nick. Shout out, Nick. Shout out, Nick. All right. Um, no, shut up, Nick. Shut up, Nick. No, shout out, Nick. I don't want <laughs> no, Nick to shut, shut up. Me. I just want Nick to no, shout I want out. Nick to I, shut want, up. I want Nick to shout out, not to shut up. Mm. All I right. Want succinct, Nick. <laughs> so do I. That would be nice. <laughs> I just want to make, I just oh, want to Jared. see my I want to see my son on Nick's lap and that'll probably shut him up. All right. Uh <laughs> I want I want to thank you all for listening and remind you to leave feedback at the couch co-op show at gmail.com or head over to anchor.fm slash the couch co-op show and leave us a voice message. It's a button. You go to the website. It's a button. You go on uh, on your computer. It's a button. You go to your phone. It's a button. You just hit it. You record a message. It's super easy to do and there is a pretty good chance i'm gonna play it on the air maybe someday we'll do it you know what one of you guys should just do it to prove how easy it is it's like oh i pushed the button and i recorded it just to i think i've done this before yeah but i'm that was before you were on the show now i need you to do it after the show just to prove that it's easy all right right, yeah push my button uh i want to thank jared who's not in his seat right now, Nick DeWin, <laughs> David Russell, John hey. Patrick Kelly, for joining me I'm here on the couch. Guys. I'm Ian Southworth for Couch Co-op, reminding you to please be excellent to each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
All one word, no hyphen. Oh, yeah. Wild stallions. Wild stallions? Are we all wild stallions? No, because we don't do that anymore. All right, later, boys. (laughs) Jared's a solo stallion. Bye, Felicia. Uh...